Good morning to you. I'm Jason Roop on News Radio WRVA, and I knew that we had to include some food news today, especially as people are heading out uh, to New Year's Eve uh, restaurants and celebrations across the area. So I'm happy to have Eileen Mellon, the food editor of Richmond Magazine, on. Good morning to you, Eileen. Good morning, Jason. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, listen, you have one of the best jobs in town, I think. You're you're eating all over the place, right? <laughs> My job keeps me pretty busy. And yeah, I also, um, yeah, that's definitely one of the, the perks of my job is kind of being able to explore all the wonderful food that Richmond has to offer. Um, but yeah, it keeps me busy. But it's a good busy. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes people are almost um, it's that analysis paralysis thing. I know I get texts sometimes randomly. I had a friend in town for a wedding and uh, I didn't know he was here. And he said, I'm over in Scott's edition for the next, you know, five hours. Where should I go to eat? And, you know, uh-huh. people some I had a friend coming in town with her daughter to look at colleges the other day. Where where can we go around the University of Richmond? And. Um, there are just so many options. I know mm. it's tough to keep straight, but you 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 uh, have a great newsletter that comes out that really boils things down and keeps people abreast of uh, the new restaurants on the scene. So I, I just wondered, as you look back on yeah. this year, 2022, what are some of the highlights for you in the dining scene in Richmond? Yeah, so this is a kind of like fun and interesting year for Richmond. Um I think we saw the addition of kind of a lot of um, wine spots and bakeries and kind of some of these options that maybe aren't necessarily super fine dining, um, but more kind of casual and approachable and maybe diving into a little bit more of a niche area. Hmm. Um, so we saw, you know, uh, Jardin, Saladora, um, both open in the fan. And I think those are wonderful additions. Um, Saladora is doing some really fun stuff with food there. It's kind of, um, I feel like when you step into Saladora, you don't feel like you're in Richmond. It feels like you're in some small little like street in Brooklyn or something, which I think uh-huh. is super charming. Um I also think that Daniel Hartheson winning Big Brunch was one of the the moments of the year. And I think if you're following his pop-up young mother, um, you've kind of seen this progression. He's been doing it about once a month. Um, tell us, tell us about excited. that. What what can people find uh, there and what, what kind of food is yeah. he making? Yeah, so he kind of... Um, touches on both Japanese and Korean cuisine and he works to kind of find those similarities between them and it's really interesting he does these dinners once a month and they're at restaurant Adara he's done other pop-ups at Cobra Burger and I want to even say Saladora um, but they are just really different experiences um, I will say that any dish he has that there is broth in you will want every last drop and uh-huh. no one will judge you um, for, <laughs> for doing that because that's how amazing it is. Um, but he won the big brunch and I'm really excited to see what he's kind of doing next year and how he's going to create this space and transition. Um, but I think that's something that people should definitely kind of keep their eyes on and, you know, keep an eye out for. And when we say Big Brunch, for those who don't know, that was a uh, reality oh, yeah. show on, uh, what was it, H- 
HBO Max? HBO Max. So, yeah, it was a cooking competition on HBO Max. Um, and it was one of the producers was Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek. And it kind of had this, I, I think I've described it as a little less competition, a little more camaraderie. Um, it had this kind of like, like, I feel like when you watch cooking shows, there's this intense music and like, you're anxious and you're like, oh my gosh, they mm-hmm. forgot an ingredient. Mm-hmm. Are they going to do it? And like, yeah. That show kind of eliminated that a little bit. It was a little more calm. Um, There was kind of a sense of just good feeling around it. So if anyone hasn't watched that show and they have HBO Max, you know, all the episodes are available to stream. So if someone's looking for like a weekend binge activity or perhaps on Monday for the new year, um, that would be kind of a good, a good feel good start. And we already know it's going to have a happy ending, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) we're talking to Eileen Mellon, the food editor at Richmond Magazine. Eileen, what are some other, let's, let's just go through some of your top picks for the year, places that we need to uh, check out, visit, eat, drink, where, where should we be going? Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely think the young mother pop-up should be on there. Um, so I think if you haven't been to the Roosevelt in a while, I think that should be on people's radar. Um, I actually had one of the best meals this year there and they have an executive chef, Leah Branch, who joined them. I want to say in February. Um, but the, it's just wonderful what she does. She, she's, kind of taking these Southern techniques and these flavors, but introducing kind of African touches. There is playful touches. Um, I mean, it's kind of this really nice balance of kind of things you want in a dinner, that this balance of like approachable, but also interesting and new. Um, I would also say if someone's looking for a casual kind of bite, maybe that like midweek, I'm hungry, I don't feel like cooking, I don't want to wait too long, Scotch shawarma um, in Scott's edition. It's inside this bodega, and it's wonderful. Um, it's really wonderful. I think that that's one of those easy spots to kind of squeeze in maybe for a lunch or, yeah, like a weeknight dinner. Um I also think if people haven't been to Truckle Cheesemongers, um, they opened a brick and mortar. And that's a fun little spot to kind of sit and have a glass of wine, um, Where's eat that? some wonderful cheese. Where's that located? That's in, in the Devil's Triangle. Oh, okay. um, yeah, so that's a fun little new spot. Um also, if people haven't been to to Hatch Local Food Hall, um, yeah, so we we have talked about that here, and uh, tell, let, let's but let's bring people back up to speed because this is an interesting concept, and I know it's helped out a lot of uh, small businesses who maybe didn't have uh, enough capital to, or maybe they didn't want to launch a standalone yeah. restaurant. What's what's the deal there? Yeah, so Hatch Local opened um, back in March, and there's a number of different food concepts in there. We have um, Sincero, which is a a Mexican-inspired concept. The beat box is in there, so it's smoothies, juices. Um, You have the concept from Alewife, Odyssey Fish. They have a cocktail bar. Um, Royal Pig is there, which does awesome Cambodian food. Um, I had this pin noodle dish there recently that I'm still thinking about. 
Um, <laughs> and I think kind of what's what's interesting about that is you can make it what you want. Like I, I'll, I've gone in there and brought my laptop and made it kind of like a work from home day and, you know, eat lunch there and grab a smoothie. Or if you want to go and have a drink and hang out with some friends, um, I think there's just a lot of fluidity there as to what it can be. Um, I also know they're working on kind of a new system where there will be some sort of service aspect where people will can bring the food to you if you want. So like I said, it kind of is like a make it what you want um, yeah. kind of feel there, which and I really enjoy. So it's it's um, it's almost like an incubator for small businesses. They, they can start totally. out there and spin off or try new concepts. And um, I like where it is, too. I had noticed a couple. I, I live on the south side of town, so I, okay. I, I noticed that you had Riverside Tower, a Tavern and uh, yeah. Coco and Hazel, which is in Bonaire. Uh, you know, not everything is in downtown Richmond. It's all over <laughs> it the place. Not, yeah. Right. So tell me about those places. Yeah. So um, Coco and Hazel actually had new owners take over this past year, and I think they're trying to make it more of it's like a bakery cafe, but they also have these other additions um, of like smoothie. They're trying to kind of like balance things out a little bit between these towering uh, milkshakes and kind of really awesome treats, adding the smoothies and coffee aspect. Um, and I'm sorry, what was the one you said before that? And then that? I, I noticed Riverside, oh, Riverside Tavern, Tavern, which I, I haven't yeah. been to. Yeah. Yeah, so Riverside Tavern is really cool. Um, it kind of feels like that neighborhood bar that you want, that you can walk into and people are going to remember you, you know, you want a tall boy and a shot or you love a Falcon smash. Um, it has a really, like, kind of cozy, just, like, super approachable feel. Um, and I think it's just kind of that, like, that neighborhood spot people need and want that's not trying to do too much. It's like, this is who we are. Um, the owner is actually the brother of Andrew Manning at Long Oven. Um, and he, he just kind of wanted to do his own thing. And I think it's a really great place to just stop in for a bite, mm -hmm. stop in for a drink and hang out. Um, yeah, I would definitely recommend people if they're in that area to go check out Riverside Tavern. Yeah, and that's the old so, forest. A lot of people know exactly. that, that growing area there with the mm -hmm. Vale and uh, Stella's Market is there. Um, I, I think it's interesting, you know, you mentioned the casual aspect of a lot of these places and the come as you mm -hmm. are and just different vibes because not, not everybody's interested or, uh, you know, I don't even know anymore these days if the, the white tablecloth restaurants can flourish uh, in this in, yeah. in, in the times we're living and people are looking yeah. for all kinds of, of food. Are, I wonder, are you seeing any certain um, styles of food emerge or? Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I think that this next year, I think we're going to see a lot more of kind of this comfort food, feel good stuff. Um, things that we're kind of familiar with that maybe have a little bit more of, you know, a chef-driven touch or kind of a more thoughtful touch. Um, I mean, we're even starting to see that simply with, like, sandwiches, mm. hot dogs, kind of these, like, yeah. things that we all know. Even pasta. I mean, give a shout-out to, you know, Lane Myers from Oro. Um, she took this concept 
everybody knows pasta. We know the box at the store. We've all grown up with that as some sort of, you know, meal. And what they've done with at Oro is kind of rethink that. And they're using local ingredients and they're making really interesting uh shapes and flavors and um i think we're going to keep seeing stuff like that happen these these accessible foods that we all kind of know but just a little more elevated per se or thought of in a different way i definitely think 2023 is going to be um yeah more kind of just (laughs) these accessible approachable handheld kind of foods as well. Um, so I think that's something that's going to continue um, throughout the year. Yeah, you can't argue with that. There you go. I mean, uh, it sounds good to me. I, I didn't think <laughs> ahead to when I'd be talking with you today, and uh, now I'm seriously hungry with nothing to turn to. But I want to point out this story that you and your colleagues have done for Richmond Magazine. is called Hot and Fresh, 25 yeah. Can't-Miss Food and Beverage Experiences Around the Region. You can find more details of what, about what you have spoken about in that story. If, if you missed it, go online to richmondmagazine.com for that story. And also, uh, Eileen, do you want to let people know how they can sign up for your food newsletter? Yeah, for sure. So if you just go to richmondmagazine.com and click on the food and drink section, um, there will be something on there that says your neighbor in the know. And you can subscribe to the newsletter. Um, It comes out weekly every Thursday. And yeah, it's kind of a nice recap of what's going on throughout the region. And there's always events. And it's just kind of a nice way to, to stay in the loop. I mean, there's so much going on. I miss stuff, too. So if you love food and you want to, you know, stay up to date, that's that's a great way to do it. So especially with, you know, we've seen so many local restaurants close in the past uh, Mm. year or so that we you know, it's always good to support the local uh, local food establishments when you can. So thanks for the reminder and especially for the ideas, Eileen. We appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, and I hope everybody has a wonderful, um, hungry 2023. There you go. Happy New Year to you, too. Eileen Mellon, food writer, food editor at Richmond Magazine on News Radio WRVA. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.